Season 1, Episode 20. We've spent the past 13 episodes talking about 12 fundamental youth development outcomes. I've likened these outcomes in the youth development process to a construction zone, specifically a youth development construction zone. Let's visit that construction site one more time to step back and see what exactly have we been building. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Welcome back to our youth development construction site again today. We have filled our toolbox with 12 different developmental outcomes that all young people need to grow and develop. If you want a recap of how our time at this construction site began, make sure you go check out episode 7 of our podcast. It's there that I talked about how a developmental outcome has an intentional focus on growth for a young person as opposed to mere prevention of problems. Here at this youth development construction site, I've talked about our 12 developmental outcomes in terms of tools or things like nuts and bolts that might hold a project together. Now, as we look at our blueprint, which is a positive youth development approach, you will see that we have to have both aspects of identity, our nuts and bolts, as well as areas of ability, the tools, in order for young people to be successful. If you recall, our aspects of identity included the following safety and structure, self-worth, mastery and future, belonging and membership, responsibility and autonomy, as well as self-awareness and spirituality. Our areas of ability included physical health, mental health, intellectual ability, employability, civic and social ability, and cultural ability. Aspects of identity, or our nuts and bolts, is really when young people demonstrate a positive identity when they have a sense of personal well-being and a sense of connection and commitment to others. And the areas of ability, our tools, are when young people demonstrate ability when they gain knowledge, skills, and attitudes that prepare them for adulthood. When I would train frontline youth workers in the Advancing Youth Development Curriculum, and we got to the section on developmental outcomes, it would never fail. I would always get asked, which outcome or outcomes are the most important? Which one needs to come first? In those moments, I would respond with, this one is so important. But then I would correct myself and list another. Eventually, I would list all 12, or I would tell you that there really is not one that is more important than the others, and there's not one that has to come first. These developmental outcomes, they all work in tandem. You might even feel at times that there's a step back with a particular outcome for your child or a young person that you work with. It feels like they have gone backwards with that outcome or that they're not moving at all. This is a natural part of development. It's a part of transitioning from being an adolescent who is reliant on others to care for them to really becoming more independent. All young people will go through this process and all young people will develop different outcomes at a different pace in their own time. And like I've already mentioned, there isn't one outcome that has to develop first before you can develop any others. 
This is not something that has a sequential order to it. And again, at times you may think that your young person has developed such a strong outcome, whether it's an aspect of identity or an area of ability. For example, a young person may have developed a strong sense of self-worth. They are confident in themselves and they know who they are. Then all of a sudden, something happens and there's going to be a shift. You will see that shift and you will feel that shift. That young person is no longer confident in themselves and they have started to second guess or even doubt themselves. You might wonder or ask the question, how did we get here? You may even start to question, did I do something wrong or should I have done something differently? The truth and the reality of this is that we can do only our best. We can help young people by creating opportunities for growth. We can provide encouragement and support. We can link them to different services that they need or different resources, and we can help them in the best way that we know how. But even the best, even our best, does not mean that every young person is going to develop at the same pace or only have forward movement. Again, the natural process of youth development is going to happen uniquely and individually for all young people. And the access to resources and supportive, caring adults like yourself will impact that process. The other night, I was talking with a friend on the phone. She has a son who has high-functioning autism. They've had struggles regardless of how high-functioning he is. Their son has his own areas of struggles, just like every other young person or adult for that matter. This young man is really trying to figure out who he is. He doesn't want his diagnosis of autism to be connected to his identity. He wants to be known as himself, not as a label. I remember telling my friend that this is such a natural thing and exactly what all young people experience as they try to define who they are. They don't want to be labeled. They want to be seen as a person who has potential. And this is what a huge part of our foundation of youth development is. It's figuring out who you are. And as young people navigate adolescence and transition into adulthood, knowing who they are will be critical. Throughout these past 13 episodes, I have challenged you as a caring adult, as a youth worker, as a parent, to figure out ways that you can engage young people in developing these outcomes. I may have even overwhelmed you with all of those challenges. In fact, you might be wondering, how can you do it all, remember it all? My answer You can't do it all, and you weren't meant to do it all. Your role and season in a young person's life has already been predetermined by God. The most important thing that you can do for a young person is to keep caring and keep showing up. And when you are connecting with youth, think about our youth development blueprint that includes this developmental process. It also includes what we believe about young people, how we engage them, in our commitment to helping them grow both developmentally and spiritually. The blueprint isn't a checklist of what you need to do or say. It's more of a reminder about being intentional in how we help young people grow. It offers insight into these 12 specific developmental outcomes. It allows us to see more clearly the knowledge, skills, attitudes, and abilities that young people do need to cultivate throughout their teen years. And when we can continually reflect on these things, it's going to help us to be more in tune with this youth development process. Bottom line, 
it's going to make you a better youth worker. And here's the part that I am so incredibly biased about. I am biased about the fact that I do want young people to know Jesus. I know the difference that this can make in my own life, in my own family, in the lives of my own children, in the lives of young people that I work with. What a difference there is when you have Jesus as the one you are connecting to and you are gaining your identity from versus our world. I don't make apologies on this podcast or in my online ministry for being biased about the fact that I want all young people to fall in love with Jesus. But I also know that we can't push faith down a young person's throat. We cannot make them believe. We can't make them love Jesus as much as we do. And we can't just assume that they will want to have a relationship with him simply because we do. We also cannot assume that just because a young person has shown interest in Jesus and faith in the past, that they have a current relationship with him now or that they want one with him in the future. Just like youth development is a process, growing a personal relationship with Jesus is one too. Our developmental outcome of self-awareness and spirituality that I discussed in episode 13 is something that all young people will have to wrestle with at some point in adolescence. Sadly, not all young people walk out with a passion for Jesus. That's our reality. But it's also important for you to model faith to the young people in your life. Because even if right now they're not ready for a relationship with Jesus, they will have seen what loving Jesus looks like. You need to make your faith a part of your natural language and conversations with youth and how God has shown up and continues to show up in your life. Make it a natural part of sharing how you would be different if you didn't have God. Youth need to hear that and they need to see it. Now, sometimes it's not even the words that we say, but how we treat others or how we face difficult situations that truly models an identity in Jesus. What I'm saying here is that there might be times that maybe we need to hold back our words and that we need to really focus on letting young people see what having an identity in Jesus looks like, how we speak, how we help others, how we care for others, how we engage and build relationships. And I'm convinced that there is no one better to model this than you. Why might that be? Well, it's simple. If you have a relationship with young people and they know that you care about them, what they see in your life and what they hear you say and how they see you act, they will trust that is true because they know who you are. On this podcast and when I work with youth, I talk about making Jesus your hashtag. That's not just a cute name or a gimmick. When we use a hashtag, we are identifying something specific we are doing, believing, experiencing. And I want young people to identify Jesus in all those aspects of life. When we talk about or think about the different things our young people are going to experience and do throughout these adolescent years, it's important to remember that a huge part of what they're doing is developing. They're growing those aspects of identity and areas of ability. As we move ahead with this podcast, we will be talking in more detail about strategies and best practices that you can employ when you work with youth or raise your own teens. And we will also be talking about challenges that young people face and how your role can be to walk alongside them. Before I wrap up today, I do want to encourage you to visit my website at jesusismyhashtag.com. There you will be able to join my mailing list. You will get podcast updates and announcements in a weekly email. 
That email is also where I share more about myself, will offer new resources, and additional encouragement to you. Until then, here is my one challenge for you. Think about all of the things that you love about working with young people. I sure hope that puts a smile on your face. I know it does mine. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.